You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 123. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms, are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour instead of the $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work? If so, then the Your Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm making it work, ladies, recording in my car. So hopefully the sound quality is good. Possible it's even better than my recording studio. I've heard some pretty successful podcasters started out in their car. So I'm with good company. Okay, so today we're talking about being agile with UX. And that's a fun topic. We're going to play around with the word agile a bit and get a real sense of what it means to work in the Agile environment, then you can see how it ties to UX. But if you're looking for a different role than UX in tech, fear not, because this content is going to help you see the bigger picture of tech and enable you to see how all the parts move together. So I think it's going to really be beneficial for anyone seeking a tech job. Now, if you're pursuing a development job, Keep in mind that the Agile system is all to support developers. So really, all of the Agile roles on, a, on an Agile team and a product team are supporting the development of the product and literally the developers. Okay, With that in mind, let's start out with the Agile manifesto. This is where the whole term Agile comes from. It's not like just a general term. Agile means something very specific in the tech community. We take this word seriously, okay? You can go to agilemanifesto.org and I'll link to it in the show notes, but you can also just type in Agile Manifesto and you can see the original document that was created by developers. So this was pre-designers or UX designers, really pre-designers for software, okay? I think it's important to remember the origin of Agile comes from developers pain to explain why it would take so long to their non-technical managers for them to release a feature or fix a bug, whatever, make any change to the product. That's where the pain comes from. And that's where the Agile Manifesto comes from. It comes from pain, developers pain, and really developers pain to communicate. So we're looking at things like how can we communicate how long things are going to take? what we will do, when we will do them, when is it really done, who says it's really done. Those are the questions, the communication pain point questions that Agile, running an Agile shop, as they call it, running an Agile shop addresses those 
question. It addresses those pain points of the developers. So if you're coming from a non-technical background, I think it's important for you to understand that software development works in a different way, provided that we're talking about an agile environment. Okay, quick aside here, and then I'll tell you why it's different. When we're talking about Agile, there's pure Agile. I'm going to give you a high level of what pure Agile is. However, I have personally talked to dozens of people who work in an Agile environment and they have used the term, oh, we work in an Agile-ish environment. So my point is that, I mean, over at least dozens. So most people kind of run some version of this. They run their own version of it. That's why if you understand that at at its root, it's a communication mechanism, I think that you'll be able to better embrace whatever agile environment you get involved in. And you'll say like, oh, you guys do it a little differently. And I'm going to break out what it's for. But here's the thing that if you're coming from a non-technical background, might be hard for you. In other areas in work, what happens is your manager gives you work to do, right? Then you do that work. And it's like, how good did you do? (laughs) Did you do well doing that work? And that's not the way agile development works. Now, management does give you the vision or the high level, and we call that an epic. And I just use the term management generally because it might be the CEO. It might be the chief product officer. It might be the product manager. It really depends on how large your organization is. But those are three common people that would give you an And and then we're going to talk about stories too. But then it's up to the development team to break that down into pieces. And I'm going to talk to you about what those pieces are. And then the development team says, here's what we can do. And here's how long it's going to take us. And I'm going to do this. And she's going to do that. And he's going to do this. And they self-decide who will do what. And this is a real flip on its head. And so to think that Agile Manifesto was, you know, written decades ago, where it was even less common, you know, we have more flexibility in our hierarchies and work environments. But that's what is happening is that someone is taking a to do and saying, I've got this one, I've got that one. But because we're working in the system, it all kind of works together. So let me tell you what the system is. After you get that epic, you break it down into chunks of work. So, okay, we're going to do this one piece of this epic, like a feature, could be one feature, could be more than one feature. And we're going to do it over a chunk of time. Normally, it's a sprint of two weeks. Okay, so that chunk of time is a sprint and the normal time is two weeks. But some places like to do four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. So that's a good question. If, if you're interviewing for a job and they're an agile shop, you could say, well, how long do you run your sprints? Now, that's why I say it's Agile-ish. Oh, well, we might do this or do that different, but it's about two weeks. And what happens is at the end of that two weeks, there is a demonstration literally called a sprint demo where the product team, the designers and developers present what they've done. And they say, here's what we said we were going to do. And that's the beginning. So we'll kind of get to that. And here's what we did. And then someone has to say, yeah, you did it. And it sounds so simple and yet it's not because whether or not you actually did all of the things in the to-do list, there's a person that has that role. Product owner could be that person. And they say, yes, you did it or no, you didn't go back and do it differently. And the reason for that is because tech is really hard to communicate. And so maybe the developers thought that she did everything. It's not even like, oh, she missed a step. 
It could just be the interpretation of it. That's how complex it gets. Okay. So at the beginning of the sprint, there's planning to say, what can we do? And this planning is like a debate. Okay, well, we can do this in two weeks. I can't do that in two weeks. You look at the whole team and you say, how much work is there to do? How many people do we have? And how quickly can we do it? And if you're freaking out, like, well, what if I don't get my stuff done? But the whole point of Agile is a communication mechanism to get better and better at that estimation. So if you're freaking out, let me tell you, many places do not meet that estimation. Okay, But it's not so much about we did it perfectly as it's more about, hey, we have some idea that this amount of work is going to take about two weeks from now, we're going to be able to deliver something. And if you want to get more specific, like, you know, my favorite software based camp, they do six week sprints. And they, I don't even think they call it sprint. I think they have something against the word sprint. But they do six weeks because they're really good at, hey, we can define something in six weeks and get really specific on it and, and do something meaningful that works for us. It's not a slap on the wrist thing, which is really hard, I think, for a lot of us who think in the school structure of A, B, C, D, or F minus, if you're one of my students, that's my favorite F minus, or even just like, hey, I want to deliver high quality work. Yeah, but software is iterative because it's so complex. And so our goal is not punitive if we don't do it after those two weeks. It's like, why didn't we do it? What did we commit to that we shouldn't? Let's be careful to not do that again. And you just try to get closer and closer to that range. Okay. And I'm not going to go into any more details on Agile. There are a lot more pieces to it. And there are very specific roles. So if you're interested, you're thinking, hey, this is kind of cool. I feel like I could actually do this tech thing. I'm not sure if UX development is my thing. What other options are out there? You can pick up our Explorer package. It is $9. I think it's like the best deal out there, of course. So it's youartechie.com slash explorer. What we have is in that is our What Tech Job is Right for Me course, a number of other supports, workshops in there, and then a workbook, which lays out, it's uh, the companion workbook, What Tech Job is Right for Me. It's hefty. It's a pretty big workbook. And it lays out all the different roles and what they do and how they fit together. And it's one of the first things that we did at Techie, And I just love it because it really lays out in clear terms, instead of searching the internet, what are the tech jobs? You can look at this one document. So nine bucks, what a deal. Youartechie.com slash explore. Okay, so now when it comes to UX, I've told you a lot about Agile, but what about UX within the concept of Agile? Okay, well, let's talk about UX within the context of a sprint. So in a sprint, you're committing to do the work. And again, that's kind of that mind-bending thing that tech has is say, yeah, I will do it or no, I won't. That comes from Agile Manifesto. It's not just that management gets to decide what work gets done because they don't have the context of the technical expertise, right? And and even if there's a technical manager, they don't necessarily understand the code base and what changes need to be made to it and what complexities lie within that. So really, it's the person who's the closest to the problem who's helping to inform what we commit to at the beginning of the sprint, okay? Ultimately, our designs, our UX designs, are going to be a communication mechanism, a communication tool for the developers. And that's where this wordplay on being agile with UX comes in, because I'm talking about how UX fits into the agile picture, but you also need to be agile as a UX designer because you might be doing user interviews or even just lining up your interviews during one sprint. And then the next sprint, you're doing something completely different. And it can be confusing sometimes to say, well, what does my day-to-day look like? Well, aren't I just doing the same thing mostly? No, it really depends on what type of work we're doing in Agile and what is the best communication tool for developers. You might be taking screenshots of your existing product, marking it up and putting that into a story and sending that over to your developers. If that's the most effective way to communicate, 
That's what you're going to be doing. And so it's important to understand that UX, I'm going to talk a little bit more about design sprints as well, but that UX is supporting the development process. And so what's going on is that you could be doing many different tasks within your own core responsibilities, provided that it supports the user of your product. That's what you're doing. You are creating a design and experience that supports the user of your product. That means sometimes you're talking to people or looking up research data or coming to recommendations or pulling screens together in Figma. All of those things are involved in creating that experience and then really communicating that to the developers. Hey, why is it important for the users to have this problem solved for them? That is the job of the UX designer. And that's why oftentimes a UX designer might be the person who is inputting these stories, these to-dos. So an example that's really interesting is that when we write these stories or the to-dos, the way that they're written in true and pure agile is as a user, I did it. So as a user, I sign up for a class and then you would provide context into that. That is an important piece to having a great product that serves your users that the communication throughout the process, the design to development process is focused on the users that we're going to write our stories based on that. So that's why a lot of times UX designers can even get involved in writing the stories, even though typically that's a product owner's job. They might be the one writing the stories. Okay, again, being agile with UX design. Okay, now let's flip it on the other side. You might have a sprint that is completely dedicated to design, just a design sprint that can happen if you have large design teams and you have the capabilities to do that. That can happen if you have a newer product. And so an entire sprint means all two weeks that maybe just your design team could be big or small. All of those to-do lists are all designed to do. And you might say, well, what are the developers doing? Well, it depends. They could be doing a different sprint, can separate those out. They could be setting up the architecture, just depends. But you can see that within this agile team. So if you're like, well, Ellen, am I doing this or that? The whole point is you could be doing complete design focused activities all centered on the user for an entire sprint, for an entire two weeks, four weeks, whatever, it depends. And the goal, as long as you keep in mind that the goal is to create an experience that serves the user for use of this product, right? Provided the product is solving the problem for the user, that is your job. And that job can mean doing a lot of different things. It could be the UX designer has one story within the sprint. It just depends on how the product team is cycling through different areas of the features or figuring out different bugs. Oh yeah, the developers could be cleaning up bugs too. That's another one. I know a company that would do that. They do three sprints and then the fourth sprint would be a bug cleanup because they just found that it was easier to just clean up all the bugs. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that's how the different ways that Agile can work. It's really got to work for your environment and your environment, keep in mind, is the people. Those are the people on your team. And so it depends on how many designers you have and it does depend on how advanced they are. So Agile is meant to be a communication tool that serves the team so that the team can focus and be the best that they can be because ultimately that's what's going to help serve the user and help the user have a great experience with the product. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed this. I took it a couple different directions. I wanted you to hear different pieces of where Agile can go and where UX can go and 
This is why in our course, in the membership, in the UX course, we teach the entire UX design process. And you might say, that's so much. No, but we keep it at a high level, still producing documents, still producing deliverables at each step. So that when you go to get hired, maybe you're focusing on one area of that, or maybe you're focusing on all areas. But if you understand the design process, the UX design process, how it's supporting the user and how it fits into Agile, you're going to be really well-versed regardless of the environment. You're going to fit in. And keep in mind, final point here, that environment is going to adapt and change to you because you're a person on the team and the way that you work is an important piece of that. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I had a ton of fun. Remember, you absolutely are techie. Whether you feel that way or not today, you know, sometimes my students are like, I am so techie. And then they have those days they don't feel it. Well, I'm here to tell you, you are techie. It's okay if you have a bad day. And you are techie, even if you have a background that you don't think is suitable to it. It's a matter of putting the time in and you're here today doing that. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I will see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.